In this episode, we are joined by Pastor Guillermo Russo, a respected religious leader in Argentina. Pastor Russo shares his insights on finding hope in challenging times and how faith can provide strength and guidance in difficult situations. We discuss the importance of staying positive, the role of faith in overcoming adversity, and practical tips on how to cultivate a sense of hope and optimism. Finding hope and staying positive in challenging times can be difficult, but faith can provide strength and guidance. Join us in this episode as we discuss the importance of faith and overcoming adversity and offer practical tips on how to cultivate a positive mindset with insights from Pastor Guillermo Russo. This is the Men Refined Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Men Refined Podcast. Um, today, I have the pleasure and the honor to have one of my mentors, a good friend, a pastor, Guillermo Russo. I think this conversation is going to be uh, thrilling for everybody who's listening today because these men, these men of God, uh, has been a great example about what it means to live your life by faith, but, but listening to what God has to say to you and then acting on it. I will not tell his story. He is here to tell you his story and his journey, um, a journey that is still pretty much happening. So I want to welcome... Guillermo, Guille, how you doing, sir? How you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for being there. I'm here in Argentina, in Argentina, Buenos Aires, in a small city called Campana. I'm a pastor in a church, and I understand that this is about faith. And the first thing that happened came to my mind when we talk about faith. I think in a muscle, uh, it's impossible uh, grow faith without working out. Uh, without pain, without suffering, without going through circumstances that request faith, knowing that God is always willing to provide for you, no matter where. You know that sometimes you're going to go through a valley of shadow of death, mm. but you know that the Savior, your Savior, the, the Lord, as I call the Lord of, of these this, deserts, the 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 The, the Lord of the valleys always will be there for you. So I will start by saying that I'm, I'm learning to live by faith. Mm. And um, I'm 50 years old, 50 years old. I became a Christian when I was 30 years old. And, uh, and I, I, this is what I believe. I believe that God, God, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, The person uh, that has the prominent um, uh, role today in, in human history, today is the Holy Spirit. Is the person of God, the Holy Spirit. Hebrews said that in the past, in the time of the Old Testament, God the Father spoke through the prophets. In the time of the New Testament, God himself, the Trino God, speak through the Son, Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. Amen. But when Jesus in, in John 15, John 16 talk, he introduced the person of the Holy Spirit, the helper. 
the one that will lead us to, he will remind us all everything that he taught us, he will lead us to all truth, and he is going to let us know the things that are going to, to come. So today we are in the time of the Holy Spirit, and that Holy Spirit is the one that is, is always willing to help us to grow in faith. And he starts by helping us to realize how much we need the, his, himself, the Holy Spirit. And he gave us the, the tiny, tiny faith to say, yes, I believe that you can change my life. So he came inside. And then he started to work outside. You know, before you receive Christ, he's working from outside to inside. When he opened his heart, your heart, my heart, he came inside. And then he started to work from inside to outside. And, and then, you know, it's like, it's, it's, you know, you grow through faith by challenges. You, you, you remember the, the word of Jesus said, you know. In this in, time, in, we will have trouble. Yeah, but, you know, but trust. I Take heart. Take heart. And, yeah, yeah. So, so I would say, I don't know if I'm going in the direction, that, Rafa, that you want me to go. This is, this, you know, the audience should know that this is not planned. I'm working here. I have people waiting for me. Rafa has a lot of things to do. But you know what, guys? We love the Lord and we are here for just to say what he's doing in our life. You know, regardless of our sin and our, you know, uh, uh, poverty. And uh, because it's all, it's all about him. It's not what we can do. Is what he can do in us, through us, and for us when we allow him to be inside us, with outside us. Outside us, he's the Lord of the universe. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. That is the unstoppable God. But inside you and inside me, he's as big as you and I allow him to be. He's the Holy Spirit is like a gas inside a bottle, right? So you need to, you need, you, we can press the gas and, and put in a, in a tiny piece of our body. Now, you know what? He wants to take over the whole being of, of your life. My whole being, that's in the process. I'm just, you know, I, the life is not about being a pastor. It's, a, it's, it's, it's about being a sheep, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not about being a pastor. It's about following the pastor, Christ, yeah. Jesus Christ. So that's that's you know it's about being a, it's about being a, it's about being a servant too right how do we serve yeah. people selfless um I want to get a little bit of um about your story I know that you're right now are very very busy man you we have a bunch of hours you have a bunch of hours ahead of me so I know you have people lined up in the door it's amazing uh, to always hear your story but obviously how do we live by faith I guess is the question right that every believer needs to be able to answer. And faith is such a powerful force. Um, I know without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? Hebrews 11.6 explains it and says it. And as believers, we are to instruct, we are instructed to live by faith. In fact, God tells us four times mm -hmm. in four different books of the Bible, in both the Old and the New Testament, that the just or righteous shall live by faith. Yeah, there's Habakkuk, Romans, Galatians, Hebrews. Obviously, God wants to make sure we get this. So living by faith is, is an exciting and also a rewarding life. But what exactly does it mean and why it's so important? And that's what I want to get to. I want, I want us 
to talk a little bit about your story, right? Uh, we made church planting, obviously. Uh, so we're coming off of that ministry. And then you decided to, to, to go into ministry, uh, more like a full-time kind of a thing. And uh, you did your studies in New Orleans, theological seminary. I remember all this, man. It's crazy. I haven't wrote any of this, but you know, you've definitely been a key piece in our lives, in our faith. Anyways, and then um, you you you, you okay. got married, and then God called you to minister in the other side of the world. Okay, so yeah. can you share a little bit of that story? Being married and yes, God sir. calling you to go to Argentina of all places, and then share a little bit about your trip. How, how you got to Argentina? Let me start by saying this. Um, the Bible says that, that faith comes through hearing and hearing the, the word of God. So I think that, if the, you know, we need to understand, or oh, the first thing that I, I, had, I needed to understand is that my vulnerability. Uh, I'm a product. One plus one is two. Well, you and I, we are we are a part of, of the environments where we used to to be, our families, our countries, and all of these things. So when the Bible said that that faith comes through hearing and the hearing of both of God and the word of God, it's like the need that you and I need to be um, under the waters of the spirit. You know, faith is contagious. Faith is something that, you know, um, you need to exercise. So, uh, in order to, to live by faith, you need to be um, in holiness. You, and what does it mean to be in holiness? Sounds very like, whoa. No, it's just whatever you understand that God calls you to do, whatever you understand that God don't want you to do, those things do. I mean, obedience. The most, the, the highest expression of love in the terms of the word of Jesus is obedience, right? And through obedience can, can holiness. And in holiness and can, you know, a lot of things. And you can start to exercise faith. Now, so this is the thing. The first in your life, you are going to, you know, you are going to go through this, and this is your first obstacle that you are going to have, and this requires faith to, to go over, to pass over this, right? Okay, God is ready, is, is, is ready to help you to do that. But once you come through this, now you are going to have this thing. So every every time God is, is, is challenging you to go but in faith, but you need to say yes to whatever God, you know, want you to be. Something that also came to my mind now, and I will go through all the things that you asked me to, is uh, the coverage. The Holy Spirit wanted God himself want to cover you. Now, the coverage that God wants to provide to you can through suggestion and through submission. Mm. Suggestion and submission. That's a word that two words that today in this society, man, yeah. in the state, in Argentina, wherever you go. It's everywhere. Nobody cares. Obsolete. Yeah. Now, now, 
Now, the coverage, I'm pronouncing well the coverage. Yeah, you understand co what I mean? Yeah. Okay, you should be covered by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You need to be in sujeción and to submission to who? First, to head to the head of of the church, which Jesus is Jesus Christ. Yeah. But also to the body of Christ, mm. which is the church. Right. A couple of Sundays ago, I, I God gave me this word in another church. It was not my church. It was not the church where I sat, so it was much easier for me. And I say, guys, let me tell you what I'm just receiving from the Spirit. This is the thing. You don't need to understand your pastor. You need to obey your pastor. Mm. Because many times, believers, even semi-mature believers, when the pastor say, do this, do that, they, say, they start to say, okay, let me see what he's saying. Mm. Say, let me see if he's right. Mm. And then it's like, you know, and it doesn't make sense, they don't do it. And they lost the blessing. They lose the blessing. They lose the growing. You know, and a lot of things happen. I, as I told you, you know, Rafa, you told me that, yeah, I'm a pastor because I was ordained by a, by a church, not because I have a, a master of divinity down in New Orleans, as you mentioned, but because it was a group of believers that saw something God was doing, so, they, so I became a pastor. But let me tell you about this pastor. This pastor is so, I have three pastors. I have, I'm so, I'm a sheep. I'm smell to sheep. And I have three pastors. I have my, my pastor in Argentina, Jorge Folta. I have my pastor in, in Chile, Jose Miguel Troncoso. And I have my pastor in the States, John Churchill. And a month ago, I have the privilege to have the three of them here. No, it was in November 2022, last year. Things go very fast. Yeah. And I have the three of them. And you know what? Let me tell you this, uh, brother or sister, or whoever you are, you know, close to be a believer because Jesus wants to, to change your life. And I tell you this, stop trying to change your life. Allow the master to change your life. For 30 years, I was trying to change my life and it was impossible. Slave cannot make himself free, neither master, neither you know, a warrior. And Jesus is our warrior. But let me tell you about my pastors. Many times they, 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 they told me things that in my mind didn't make sense. However, I obey. However, I obey. Now, sooner or later, after I obey, that's one, two, three years, and then I always said, wow, it was good that I obey them. In that moment, I didn't understand. And I was almost going to question that, but I choose to obey. And that helped me to grow in faith. Hmm. Right? So... So that's what I understand by faith. So I become a Christian in Argentina. I was 30 years old. Um, nine months after that, Argentina went through a very a, a crisis, another one, right? Mm. A crisis, economical crisis. I was, I was leading a group in a, in, a, in a dealership of you know, a company, American company in Argentina. And my boss called me and said, you know what, tomorrow you need to go and fire your people and then come and I need to fire you. I was, I was responsible for people development. I was a 
trainee manager in that dealership. And I, and I have nine months as a believer. Hmm. And, and you know what? Uh, I, I knew I was God behind all of these things. But I was very incarnate with the church and with my, my pastor. I was like, you know, just breathing. You know what? You know, it's about breathing in, in, in the temple, breathing within the family of God. So you get intoxicated of the spirit. So whatever happened to you, if you are in the center of the Uricon, if you are in holiness, you are living in obedience to God, you know that Romans 8.28 will come through and will make us, will put a stamp on that and will work for good. So yeah. it was difficult. It was very difficult. I will not tell all the story, but, you know, I did that. God make amazing thing with the people that I should fire them because Finally, they, they, they get another job with the customers. You know, God makes amazing things. But, they, you know, so I was without job, right? That was it. Monday, my boss told me that. Tuesday, I went to fire. Wednesday, I went to the office just to, you know, with a box to, to clean my office and go out. And I said, I will take a week. And then I will start to look for a job. Thursday, I received a call from the States. And Guillermo, this is such and such. It was the company. It said, you wanted to work for us? I said, yes, sure, sir. I will call you tomorrow. Okay. So Friday, I was right next to the phone, living by faith. Mm. Was, you know, right next to the phone and, you know, it was 12, was 1 p.m., 2 p.m. I said, well, nothing happened. Nothing in the morning. Like at 7 p.m. Friday, this guy called me. Uh, his name was John, uh, well, who was my first boss in that organization, John Silich, and he said, Guillermo, can, can we have breakfast Monday morning at 7 p.m. in Don Schuller's Golf Club? Hmm. That was Friday night. I said, sure. Okay, get a, you know, a flight ticket and through, you know, I will take care of all the expenses later. So I went, you know, seven interviews, and he says, okay, he interviewed me. His boss is in the room, saying interviews. Okay, you have the position. Your first assignment is in Santiago de Chile. You know, come in. So they said, yeah, I said, I can be there in, in 10 days, working and living there. So, you know, oh, 10 years, 10 days after that, I was living in Santiago de Chile. And the first day that I was in Santiago de Chile, you know, I used to run every day. So I went for a run and I, I passed by a small church building. A small, small, was a wood frame thing was beautiful and I said I will come this to this church. So I came, I went Sunday and I get to know my my uh, Chilean pastor Jose Miguel Troncoso. He's still been my pastor. And uh, and and you know they they <laughs> they teach me how to use the book, how to you know I didn't know what was Matthew when was you know I didn't know anything. Um, don't believe that, you know, many things now, but, but, you know, I still learning, but, uh, God make, you know, every single thing, even when, when difficult things come through your way, the first question that we have to ask where I am with God, mm. I'm in obedience with him. And if I'm in obedience with him, I can exercise my faith because I know that God will take me through this. And you know those, you know these these challenges, these 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 situations 
There are opportunities to grow in faith, to get to know the Lord, the Lord of faith, better and deeper. So that was, you know, the first move. And I remember being there and going to the church and, and they started me to, you know, I started to go Wednesday to home groups, mm-hmm. Bible studies. And I was a lady, uh, the old lady, and, and she asked me, Guillermo, have you thought about ministry? And I mm-hmm. said, me, me, me what? Me what? I wanted to be a president of this company, man. You know? And uh, But, you know, God started to uh, love me even deeper, mm. you know. And I was in a, that's another point. In that in that company, it was a Canadian company in Santiago de Chile. They hate me because I sent me like intervention. So they hate me. People hate me. And God helped me, you know, to love even my enemies. Uh, and I saw the hand of God just changes my enemies. And those who say, you know, we are not happy with you having you here. And, you know, when I was transferred to the States, they said, man, they invite me to their house where I get to know the family. I was able to bless them. You know, it was amazing. But the, the scenarios of pain, suffering, and tribulations, I think that they are the, the best scenarios to grow in faith and actually are the tools that the Lord used yeah. use to grow us in faith. So, um you know, and then I moved to the state. I don't know if I'm answering your question. If you got, want to jump in and ask a question, I don't know, Rafa, whatever you want me to. Living by faith is not just the same thing as being a, uh, a person of faith, uh, I believe, or being faithful to a set of uh, religious belief. It's not a matter of just having faith either, because every believer has faith, right? Romans 12, 3 tells us this. But to live life by faith is not about becoming a believer even though it does take faith to be saved right ephesians 2 8 but there are many born again believers who are saved love the lord and have faith but they don't live their lives by faith so so here's the pinnacle of of salvation and 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 i believe that this is this is part of our sanctification as christians as we get closer and closer each day and take every step of faith towards the life that god wants us to have and wants us to live hence living by faith what does that really mean knowing your story knowing your life knowing you personally can you share what happened personally, spiritually in you after you marry your wife and God is opening doors for you and he's telling you, go to South America, leave the United States. I mean, this is this, I'm sure this is, this is stressful but at the t- uh, at the same time peaceful because now you have a wife it's not just you that you can jump in a plane and just go whatever you want right now now you have a responsibility now you have a wife that you need to protect and you need to care for this is a massive responsibility as a man right and this is where mm-hmm. manhood comes into the picture how we as as men as husbands now are uh, as spiritual leaders right now of the home that we're now trying to make 
try to build with Jesus at the center of it all. What happens in you? What goes through your mind? How do you make the decision to let God lead you to where he wants you to be? And, mm -hmm. and obviously it's not just you now, now it's your wife. So God needs to speak through your wife also for you to have peace, to take this journey, to leave the United States, move to another country. For your wife, obviously, you know, a totally different, a totally different culture, mm. right? At this point. And then mm. and, and now you end up in in Argentina. But speak about that and speak about your journey getting okay. to Because I think that's what is challenging. Okay. Okay, my journey um, to come to Argentina began when I received Christ in, when I was 30 years old. Uh, you can, you know, people say it's not good to see back. You know, I think a believer is great to see back because you can see how God was building things. Absolutely. I definitely, I love to, yeah, I love to go back and, and look back to see what God has done. Definitely. That's, that's helpful, though. Now, let me tell you about this. You, you say, well, there, you know, Christian has faith, believer has faith. Okay, faith is key, of course, as a, for salvation, as you mentioned, right? But faith is essential for sanctification. So the conversion is an event, right? It's like this, you see? I switch on and off the light and, you know, that's event, but sanctification is a process. It's a everyday process. And you can have the faith, and you mentioned salvation, and you can be saved, and you can live a miserable life. You can live a handicapped Christian life. And yes. that's miserable. Yes. Right? Yes. Perhaps you are thinking in somebody, or perhaps it's talking to your heart. Because this is the point. God saved you instrumentally. He don't save you to make you happy. He make you, he, he save you because he love you, because he wants to save you, to save, to go and allow him to use you for him to save others. So God bless you instrumentally and he saved you instrumentally for his kingdom. Now, I understood that from the beginning. So I understood I have my, you know, even at my work, I have my ministry. And every single thing, I remember, you know, Pastor John, you were mentioning, I'm going to go when I came to Argentina, okay? But let me tell you, because you can't jump here, because it's, it's like a thinking stairs, it's, you know, one step at a time. Mm. You know, you can, you know, there are people that never change because they want to jump from here to heaven. It's, it's impossible. Mm. You know, if you're going to eat an elephant, you need to start by the, the nails, you know, small things. You know, and, and that's the, the way of sanctification. You are going through obedience, just facing, you know, every challenge that God take, that Jesus brings to your, your path, right? Jesus said, whoever wants to follow me, deny himself, take your cross every day and follow me. And that's things that seems and, and, and sounds very simple are very complex, but they are key for faith. So it was a point, you know, the same thing happened when I need to come to the States, to Argentina. The same thing happened when I need to quit my comp the company I was working for. The company was paying me. The company was able to make me to, you know, uh, 
to learn, to travel. You know, I was serving in, in more than 35 countries, all Latin America and Caribbean, Asia and Europe. So, you know, and God used all of these things with one purpose for this to be here today in Argentina, in Campana. So he was, you know, I, I, quit, I quit the company I was working for. I went to a seminary. You know, perhaps now you can understand my English, but let me tell you this. I never studied English. It was God. God called me to, that's another place, a step of faith. God called me to study a Master of Divinity with specializations in mission to me who was not able to speak English, was not able to write English, was in a classes where the teacher said, well, from tomorrow you are going to read from page 250 to 300 to the three, 345, right? That's impossible for me. But I trust God. Because when you obey God, the only way to know who God is, is obeying him. Mm -hmm. And you will never know who you are in him if you don't start to be, to be in obedience. Right? I talk about this. You know, the key of coverage and the growth is about submission and suggestion. You know, submission and suggestion give as a result coverage, promotion in life. You know, uh, it's amazing. So, so that was my first, you know, one of the steps. That was the main, main step to quit. I don't have any, I didn't have family in the state, right? So people will say, how you are going to live? Mm -hmm. And guess what? How I answer? Mm -hmm. Of course, God will provide. Mm -hmm. But one thing is saying, another thing is being the, in the arenas. Yeah. Other things being in the valley, right? right? And let me tell you, my God was faithful. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. think it was the best, the best choice that I did. You know, the best choice that I did was not to quit the company. But best, the best cho choice that I did was to obey God and to don't obey my mind, to don't obey my heart, because the heart and emotions they are going always to life. Yeah. You know, feelings go and come and go, you know, but the word of God, you know, is still forever like rock. Yes. Like a rock. So I went there, you know, and let me tell you this. When I received Christ, when I became a Christian, I was I used to, I used to live with a lady. We were not married, and for me it was fine. It's okay. And and of course, at that point, the spirit said, "You know what? That's not right." And I said, "But I love her. I will do it." And was yeah, and and was clear that what God said, "You know what? Quit it. You need to stop this relationship. Obedience, obedience." And obedience. Painful. In American, in, the Americans used to say, my pastor John used to say, uh, no pain, no gain, right? Because yeah. you use the same phrase. Right. But man, that's that's the thing. So I was <laughs> I was 12 years, not two years, 12 years, you see, 10 plus two years without a lady. I was not I was not touching a, a finger of a lady, you know, and I was a, a good lost. So I had my, you know, my life, you know, on the streets with ladies and doing things. I am not proud of that. But what I'm saying is that I, 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 I was used to. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, it was very hard for me to cut. But I asked God, God, remove my instinct. That's what I asked. And then he, he, he kept me for 12 years, 12, 
years without a girl and without no temptation. I didn't feel nothing, right? Because, not because I was strong, but because I believe the one that is strong and because I was obedient to the Bible that said, run away from temptation. Yeah. That's, you know, so 12 years, so I quit the company and six months after I quit the company, I met April, my wife, the one that is my wife. I'm getting close to your question, man. <laughs> so, you know, God called us to plant a church in, um, in Clemson, Florida. And of course, as Rafa mentioned, we, you know, we have a school, we have a great pastor, we, we are, you know, in ministry planting churches. So we get to use to clean bathrooms, to preach, and to do sound, to do whatever you need to do, right? That's right. We do anything, yeah. anything it takes, whatever it takes. Exactly. I remember you, Rafa. And let me tell you this, Rafa, you're a blessing to me. You're an inspiration. You are now an inspiration to me, too. Because iron sharp irons, right? Proverbs 27, 17. Yes, sir. But, you know, so, so we established this church. The church started to grow. Boom, 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 boom. And we received a call from Argentina. Uh-huh. Uh, was my partner, Argentinian pastor, say, Guillermo, you know, I'm, I'm calling you in the fear of the Lord. And I said, you know, I understand that God wants you here. I said, Jorge, I'm just, we just bought a house with, with April. Mm. April is, is being a manager in this, you know, in this place. She's, she's, uh, she's a forester. She's, you know, she's, you know, she has everything that she always, you know, dream about it. She's been successful in her work. Church is growing. We bought the house. You know, ministry is going great. So what you mean? He said, well, I will call you in six months. He called me in six months hmm. and said, so there's something new? He said, no, nothing. You know, it's, you know, we're praying. And he said, well, what the Spirit told you? He said, nothing. <laughs> I will call you in six months. He called me in six months, you know, and the same. And then he called me, you know, after all the six months. and. And he started asking, what has happened in this six, six months? And things and thing has happened in those six months. And, um, and he said, can you see something? And I started to say, mm-hmm. No bad things, huh? There's some bad things that happen and very good things happen. So there are things happen. So, um, you know, I needed to fly to, I was doing consulting job work as, as a, you know, that company retired. Uh, so I was in Lima, Peru. I needed to go be in Lima, Peru. And, and I, he said, since you are going to be in Lima, Peru, perhaps you can fly to Buenos Aires and just meet the church. Uh, okay, it's my parents' birthday. So yeah, I can come. So April flew from Miami to Buenos Aires City. And he said, well, you know, he called me a couple of days after that. Said, so if you come to the church, perhaps you can preach. Yeah, sure, Jorge, mm -hmm. I can preach. He called me two days after that. He said, well, if, you know, if you are going to preach, everybody perhaps can play the guitar and sing something. Yeah, no problem. He called me again two days after or something like that. He said, you know what? The church saying, you know, since you come, perhaps after that we can have a lunch together, a South Argentinian, you know, barbecue, Argentinian style, which is delicious. Sure, no problem. After two days, he called me and said, you know, the church said that, um, because the church has a school, a large school, 700 students, and said, after that, you know, perhaps we can, you know, they, they want to lead you in a, in a 
a tour in the school and and after that, you know, perhaps we can have a meeting with you. Huh? Okay. <laughs> and I said this to my pastor. I said, you know what, Jorge? If we are going to have a meeting, tell the brothers and sisters that they have written down the questions. We don't need to see the questions, but, you know, if that is something I wanted to do, we need to be prepared for whatever God wants us to do. And my pastor said, Guillermo, we are in the spirit. I was going to say the same to them. <laughs> so finally, this is uh, May 15, 2016. So, you know, it was a Sunday. We were there and we have, a, you know, everything. I was praying. I was preaching John 4, right? The, the Jesus, the encounter with Jesus, with the Samaritan lady was beautiful. That's another faith, you know. God never will ask you nothing to take from you, but to give you the opportunity to receive something that you will never receive Amen. as the lady of the, the thing. But anyways, so we have we went and we have four hours of meeting and it was a delicious meeting. It was beautiful. They asked a lot of questions and it was beautiful. So um, after that, they said... Um, they asked us to go outside, so they were talking, and they called us back. Said three things we wanted to tell you. So the first thing we wanted to tell you is that you know we get we we um, 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 we were touched by your answers. We we identify with you know your view, the things you when you plural your wife and you, right? And then the second thing is that uh, we are going to duplicate the prayer for you. And the third thing is that we want you to return in. September to have another meeting with them. Okay. So we returned to the church to Clouston and so and um, and we were praying and uh, in September April was not able to fly because of work. I flew before to go. I, I proposed to them to have a, a week of work, right? With seven point unified concept about ministry because I said to them from the beginning, I'm a very difficult person because I'm very radical about what I believe. Mm -hmm. Because I was a slave of Satan for 30 years, and now I'm a slave of Jesus, and he called me friend. And I will not negotiate with something less than Jesus. I will speak his name because it's about Jesus. I will not. I, I. I. will not move to any country, to any place, to anybody but Jesus. If pleasing Jesus will please you, glory, hallelujah. But I will never put Jesus back to please you. Hmm. And you need to understand this, church. So finally, uh, they we returned in September. You know, September we went from the 12th to 16th of September 2016. And after that, they make a letter of intention, a letter of what, you know, the church called that is the intentions to invite you. And I said, okay, you know, God convict us. Okay, we need to go. April needed to quit his, her job and we need to go. But I said, you know what? We are the first pastors of this church that God make born and is growing now. And we can move from here without leaving a pastor. Mm. So, well, you know, how long will it take a pastor to, to get a pastor? Say, I don't know. What I can tell you guys, I told to the Argentinians that I'm going to call a pulpit committee, committee, committee 
right? And I will not be part of them. I will just, if they have a question, I will help them. But the church, because the church, the New Testament church is a democratic church. It's not about what I say, it's about the church. So finally, they get together and, well, we get the pastor. It took like eight months. In those eight months, I'm a motorcycle lover, right? So, um, and I said, I remember it, it, my, the, the, time, the moment that I flew to, to the States to stay, to leave, I was transferred was January 6, 2001. It was one flight ticket. And as I board that flight from Buenos Aires to Miami, I, I said, God, if you are make me to return to my country one day, I wanted to return biking and motorcycle. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the God of the universe is very sensitive to your desires. And he said he will, he will give you the desire of your heart. If you live in holiness, if you obey him, you know, he's amazing. So, uh, uh, you know, can join church all the time because I used to work you know, let's back when I was working for that organization, I used to go every single year to Tucson, Arizona, to the mining site, mm. and I spent like three weeks there for a master technician certification program, certifying technicians for all Latin America and the Caribbean, the mining side. And it was, a, you know, a company, a motorcycle brand dealership that I always liked. And I went there, and it was this beautiful bike, 1150, black and yellow, and I said, I love it. So they let me drive it, and so I, return, I asked for brush, brochures, and I returned to Miami, and I showed Sean, John George in my pastor. John, look this bike. This is beautiful. I said, wow, what a bike, my pastor said. Wow, and he was turning the pages and seeing the, all the, the future of the, the motorcycle, all the technical characteristics. And he asked me a question. Okay, what God is telling you about this bike? Mm. And I said, nothing. Mm. He closed the brochure and said, don't do nothing. Don't buy it. Mm. It was 2004, was a modest 2004. And when the time of God arrived, 12 years after that, we get the same bike with my wife. My wife chose it without knowing that it was a bike. And he gave me that bike, gave us that bike to go through Florida, from Florida, bike down South America, Argentina, crossing certain countries, you know, being exposed to the, 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 the wonders and the beauty of God creation for right to Argentina. The God of the Bible, he fulfilled fulfill his promises he opened the ways he made ways in your life but there are a key element we're talking about faith impossible to have faith without obedience impossible right. to grow in faith without obedience without submission without suggestion so that's you know that's that's the point here and you say something because now we are man i'm a man you know, I'm, I'm sterile, you know, no, you know, I can't have uh, kids. <laughs> I was in Argentina, in, in the States, and uh, so we married with April, and we were like, okay, let's 
let's pass two years and then we are going to see if we can get kids. And so we live these two years of single life and enjoying, growing and, you know, communion together. But after that, we start to try hard. We have kids and nothing happened. One year, two years, three years. And I said to April, you know what, April, you should go to see what, you know, there's something wrong with you because <laughs> so she went with nothing wrong with her. <laughs> and then, of course, she said, you might need to go. <laughs> when I went, they did all the studies and thing, and they found that they have a, a problem. My sperm has a problem with morphology. They call morphology. So they, this is what they learned. They told me this is a center, fertility center. This is not, you know, and you know that they're good. Mm -hmm. American guys, they are good. They are the, the great ones. Anyways, so, so they said to me that a man to be minimum, 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 minimum fertile, they need to have at least 4%. You know, they take a, a, a sample of, you know, of the sperm and 100 pescaditos, you know, the, the, those sperms, and they need to see, and at least from the 100, at least four need to be normal, mm -hmm. right? The, in terms of body, the behavior, how they move, the direction, okay. In one sample was only one. And the second, they say, okay, let's see, because perhaps, and the second sample was zero. Mm. So the moment of truth came and said, you know what, they, they told me, they sit in the, the desk, and he said, Guillermo, we're sorry, we can say that you are, you know, we can state that you are not fertile, you are unfertile, I don't know how to say it, but let me tell you this. We don't see, we don't have uh, scientific uh, support to, to give you something of hope that you are, you will be able, you would be able to pregnant your wife. Hmm. That day, my man, we are talking about men, right? That day, my man, I cried. And I cried and I cried. And was all of this in the process, and we said to that church that called us to say, okay, we are going. We talked, of course, with our church here. I was in a, my three pastors, they were supporting. They said, that's the way you need to go. That would be painful, but you need to go. The day, the despedida, the, the last day that we were in the church, you know, that was all the church together, pastor from, from the different parts of the town came because we have a community of pastors yeah. you know we used to be together and uh, and at the end was the old lady came to me and said Guillermo you're going to arrive to Argentina and April will get pregnant and this this guy with little faith said you know what Thank you. But deep inside, I didn't saw that God do it. And you know what? We're right here. And it was Sunday morning. I was just seeing my notes, what I was going to share with the, with the community, with the church. And April came with the test. You saw those plastic things? And yeah, pregnancy went. test. 
yeah, July Sena. Go and do it another one. So she went, and I was in the door of the, the bathroom, just praying. And she came with the second one. I'm still having that. Maybe this with you. Fine. We went to church. We didn't see anything. Monday, we went to the doctor. They did, uh, you know, uh, una tomografía, and they, they started yeah, scan. to the thing. Yeah, a scan. Saw, yeah, the scan, and we saw the heart. You saw life. The you God saw life. Miracles. You saw life. So life, obedience, faith, life. You want to have life, you need to have faith. You want to faith. You want to have faith, you need to have obedience. You want to have obedience, you need to be humble. You need to be able to submit and to be living sujection to the word of God, the head of the church, and to the body of the church, the body of Christ, which is the church. That's what I uh, I wanted to tell you. And I think, you know, that I think that's why living by faith is so important. And because, you know, faith is how we receive God, right? This is where everything starts. By faith, we receive our God. And the only way to consistently receive instruction, wisdom, favor, direction, provision, or anything else from God is to live by faith. Living by faith is the only way that we can please God. And if we are true believers of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the living God, then you will want to live a life that pleases the Father, right? Hebrews, Hebrews 11 says, without faith it is impossible, without faith it's impossible to please God. In Romans chapter 14 says, whatever, whatever is not from faith is sin, right? We may do a lot of good things in life, uh, but if they are done with any other motive than faith, it is viewed as sin. So living by faith is extremely important for a believer. And um, your story, uh, not just your story, but you and your wife's story and the faith that you had towards God, that he's the one that is going to guide you. Um, he told you what to do. He opened doors. He spoke through other people, right? Because that's how God represents his will towards us. He speak through other believers to affirm, you know, his ways and how his ways are perfect. That's how he displays his goodness and his grace upon us. And, you know, your story displays that reality of how God shows in the midst of the trials, in uh, your story with fertility, you know, where technology said to, says to you in the States, we did all the tests, my man, I'm sorry. You know, your sperm count is not strong enough to impregnate a woman. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be a father. They, they were certain that you will never be a father, right? Um, and yeah, I mean, that's painful for any man, I will say. Uh, you lived that, but you also lived the beauty of God's miracles uh, because we trust God. And at the end, you know, I think that's what's count. 
right? Be faithful in the little and knowing that God has us in his hands and every step of the way, even though we may not see uh, what tomorrow brings. We don't know what, 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 what tomorrow, you know, what holds tomorrow, but we know who holds it, right? We know that God holds tomorrow and that God knows uh, the next day and his grace are new every day. The Bible says his grace are new every day. You entrusted that you guys got in their motorcycle, 13 countries, you said you, you, you rode 13 countries in a motorcycle. Um, mm -hmm. And um, well, you kept trying. I can only say that you guys kept trying and God, God shows up, God shows up. And now you have two beautiful young girls, two beautiful girls, which obviously are a miracle from God, right? Um, what a beautiful experience is that? Mm -hmm. How, how, you know, in closing, I want to close, I know you're, you're tied on time. Um, in closing, how having now two daughters and who knows, maybe a third one coming in, uh, but how having two daughters right now in your life as a dad, as a man of faith, where are you now in your spiritual journey? What well, holds you, know, you right now? You, Guillermo de Men, what holds you in this moment in time? Okay. Okay. As I said, you know, um, you, you grow in faith through challenges. And, you know, when you have kids, you want to have kids. And when you have the kids, sometimes you say, oh, man, <laughs> this is difficult. This is a challenge. And uh, you were saying something before this, uh, I think in the middle of our conversation, we as a man, we try to build our house and things like that. And, and I, I think that this desire of all men just to, but I think that the key in all of these things is to remember that uh, the Bible said, if, if, if God doesn't build the marriage, doesn't build the home, in vain work the workers, the builders. So I think that the key on all of these things, being a father, being a husband, being a worker, being a pastor, is, is realize daily our need of God. And, and you know, Le Leviticus 6 talk about the, the priest. And the, the Bible said that God has ignited the altar with his fire. God ignites yes. your heart and my heart with his spirit. I can do it. Without I cannot him. do it. You cannot right. do it. Right. Because it's his fire and he do it. But your responsibility and my responsibility is every single day, day put wood in that fire Amen. to keep the fire on. So I think that, you know, as you know, the whole year, man, as a father, as a husband, as a neighbor, as a pastor, I'm also a son of an 87 years old father, and he lived with us. Uh, you know, my, my mother passed, you know, less than a year ago, and, uh, and it's beautiful and everything. But, but it's about that. It's about, you know, knowing that we are in a risk every single day because there are robbers, as John, uh, John 10, 10 said, the word of Jesus said, you know, the robbers came to, yeah, to steal, destroy, destroy, uh, kill, kill, destroy. kill and destroy. But life I came to give you life and, 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 and in abundance. 
Yeah. So you and I, if you know Jesus, and if you yes. don't know Jesus, this is your time in life to open your heart. You know, Jesus said, I am at the door of your heart. You know, that's not the accident that you're listening to this local from Argentina telling you all of these things. Because one day Jesus knocked the heart, my heart. And Jesus said, if somebody, you know, I'm at the door knocking your heart. If you listen to my voice the door. and you open it, the, the door of your heart, and I go in and I will have dinner with you and you with me. So it's about realizing that God is trying to get your attention. If he's knocking, if you are listening, he's knocking, it's not enough. You need to open. Yes. Because the handle is from inside. You need to open. If you want him, you need to. So this is the time, and we're going to do a prayer after that, because it's the Spirit leading us. You know, the master of this meeting is leading us to do that. But if you don't need, if you don't know Jesus, if you never confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is not only the Messiah, is not the Lord of the universe, but she is now is the Lord of your heart. And you don't confess that it was the power of, the, of God that raising him from death. You know, you are not going to, these, all of these things will never happen in your life. First, you need to open the heart. And the space gave you now the enough faith and the, the strength to open and to fight with all the resistance because he wanted to go inside. Perhaps you can, let's, let's do a prayer and we continue and we finish. Let's but let me, let, let, let's pray now. You can say something like that as, as I said, as uh, 20, now 25 years ago, I said, Dear Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus through the Holy Spirit. And, reali and I'm realizing now that you are trying to get my attention. And you are doing that not because you need me, but because you know that I need you. And today I wanted to open the door of my heart. And I want you to come inside me, to live, to live in me, and not as a resident, but as a present, as the highest authority of my life. Please, Holy Spirit, come. I realize that I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. I confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. But from now on, also, is the Lord of my life. And that was the power of the Trino God that raised him from the dead. Today, I receive your spirit in my heart. And I receive the gift of salvation of my soul. And I ask you, God, that you help me to grow in faith, to become the man and the person that you want me to be, and to follow you as long as you allow me to live on earth. I pray in the name of Jesus, Jesus, now my Lord and my servant, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And if you did this prayer, that, that's, that's not the, the, the end of anything. It's the beginning. It's the beginning. The, you have now the enough faith, the enough fire to burn any single um, limitation that is in your life, limiting you to become what God wants you to become, and that He's more than 
capable to help you to become. Faith is essential. Faith is essential. And in order to, in order to live in the abundance that Jesus talked in John 10, 10, you need to obey Jesus. Then you will be able to go in faith. And then you are going to see things that you never saw before. Amen. Thank you so much for, for your time, Guillermo. As we come into a close, um, we just want to thank you uh, for being in the podcast in this episode. I hope that uh, this podcast can bring any encouraging whatsoever to any of you. And if it does, would you mind sharing this with somebody else? Um, we hope that this conversation is helpful to other men and to other ladies. It seems that some ladies are listening to the podcast now, so that's a good thing. So yeah, thanks again, Guille. I know you have things going on right now and you're a busy man, but thank you for taking the time and um, we'll speak soon. Thank you so much. Bye now. God bless. Hey friends, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if this content is helpful to you, would you consider rating this episode and subscribe to the podcast? This episode was sponsored by Cyrecom Tech, your virtual IT department. Cyrecom Tech provides cybersecurity services, cloud services, IT support, infrastructure build, phone systems integrations, and much more. With more than 25 years of experience in the enterprise, Cyrecom Tech is here to serve you. You can book a free consultation by calling 720-819-7388. Also on the web at cyrecomtech.com. That is S-I-R-E-C-O-M-Tech.com. Until the next episode, God bless you.